Welcome to this mini episode of The Balance. I'm Dr. Catlin Tucker, and this episode is focused on a strategy I call going horizontal with your linear agenda. So let me create some context. I was working with a group of secondary teachers, and we were doing some design training on how to use the station rotation model. So the station rotation model is a blended learning model, and it does exactly what the name suggests. There are a series of stations in the classroom or learning activities in the classroom, and students move through those learning activities. And typically, a station rotation has three types of stations. There's a teacher-led station, and that's really designed to free the teacher to provide differentiated direct instruction, guide differentiated modeling sessions, facilitate small group discussions, give feedback, collect formative assessment data, lots of different things we can do when we're working with a smaller subset of the larger class and really customizing that experience for the group of learners sitting in front of us. Then we have the online station or multiple online learning stations and an offline learning station or multiple offline learning stations. And as we were getting into the design work, I got a question that I get quite frequently when I'm training secondary teachers, which is, wait, how can a student start at one of the other stations if they haven't been to the teacher-led station yet? And this question addresses a key or highlights a key obstacle that a lot of secondary teachers encounter when attempting to transition from the traditional whole group teacher-led instructional model to the station rotation model. And to be quite frank, this is a challenge I also faced in my early kind of initial efforts to design station rotation lessons, and it was infuriating. (laughs) I would design what I thought was a pretty good station rotation. I would take a step back. I would look at the activities and realize, oh my gosh, a student can't start over at this station until they have had this thing at this previous station. And so they basically all built on each other which won't work. They cannot develop sequentially because you have students starting at different stations. So because you cannot rely on students being with you first at that teacher-led station, we need to find a way around this kind of circular trap that some of us find ourselves in when trying to design a station rotation. So what I ended up doing was I got so frustrated, I decided to go back to my linear agenda. So in credential school, I was taught, you know, you put the lesson on the board in the form of an agenda. What are the different learning activities that we're going to cover in today's class? So I went back to that and I remember thinking, okay, I want to cover, you know, I want to do a little mini lesson on how to write a thesis statement. I'm going to have students reading um, part of an informational text about the historical time period of the novel of Mice and Men we were reading at the time. I wanted them to do some building background research on the Dust Bowl as well. And I was hoping to conclude with a small group discussion of the chapter they had finished for homework. So I wrote out my linear agenda, and then I took that and went horizontal, which basically just means I took my agenda, I tilted it on its side, and I pulled apart the discrete learning activities to ask myself two important questions. First, 
could this work as a station rotation with some modification? Like, would these individual activities I wanted to do from my linear agenda work as stations with some, you know, modifications with some, you know, maybe support built in. The second question is, would it be a better lesson as a station rotation as opposed to that whole group teacher led? So when I looked at that linear agenda, tilted it on its side, pulled apart the four discrete learning activities, mini lesson on thesis statement, read and annotate part of an informational or, you know, informative text on the time period, research the Dust Bowl, and discuss the chapter in Of Mice and Men, I found that actually I would take the mini lesson, right, on writing, because that's where I'm going to bring the most value, and I could pull that into my teacher-led station. And if I chose to group students by writing level for the day, then when my high-level writers came through my teacher-led station, I might actually start that by challenging them to analyze some examples of thesis statements and engage in kind of a collaborative challenge with their peers at my teacher-led station to identify and list elements that they thought made for a strong thesis statement based on what they were seeing in these examples. That way, I'm starting this time together by getting them to think critically, engage in conversation, and collaborate with their peers to reach some of their own conclusions about thesis statements and what makes a strong thesis statement before I dive into my instruction. Then once they've done that, I would follow with instruction and hopefully transition them to start writing so I could give them some feedback at this teacher-led station as well. When my mid-level writers come through, I'd probably provide some instruction on how to write a thesis statement, identify some of the necessary components of thesis statements, and model the process of writing one and conduct a think aloud as I do it. Then I would transition them into starting to draft their own thesis statement. Statements, and while they're doing that, I would be jumping in and out of documents, giving them feedback as they work. For my lower level writers, they're probably going to benefit from a bit more scaffolding and support. So in addition to the instruction that I would provide and the model, I would also have on hand a thesis statement sentence frame, something that would provide my the lower level writers with a little bit of structure so they could focus on the content of their thesis statement and not necessarily juggle having to put it together in the structure as well. And as they attempt to do that, I could provide individual support and feedback. So I'm going to get a lot closer to meeting the different needs of writers at different levels in my class by using that teacher-led station. Now, one of the other stations was that read and annotate informational text. And before the station rotation model, I would have just photocopied the same text for everybody. We would have read it out loud, you know, popcorn read probably. I would have paused us periodically to highlight key information, ask questions, make connections. Unfortunately, that means I, the teacher, am doing the lion's share of the work. So if I couch that in an online or offline station, individual station in a station rotation, a couple things can happen. First, I might use a resource like Newzella and find an article that's been written at different Lexile levels so students can access the information in the text as 
they read. I might also think about pairing that text with a reading strategies choice board so students can choose the reading strategy that they want to focus on as they read. And they're going to have a little bit more control over the pace of their reading as opposed to that whole group teacher-led experience, which will hopefully make it easier for them to acquire the information in the article. Research the Dust Bowl could be a really fun online collaborative station where we ask students to do research, but to work together to create some kind of shared artifact of what they're learning. So maybe we put a piece of poster paper down and we tell them, hey, you can make an artistic timeline of what you're learning about the Dust Bowl, or you can go online and use a tool like Canva instead. So you have meaningful choice about how you capture and share your learning as a group. And then the final uh, station would be that small group discussion of the text. And I know this is a actually the station that makes teachers the most nervous because we're like, wait a second, students are just going to be over here at this offline station and they're going to be having a conversation that we don't hear and we're not controlling. But it's really important that students have opportunities to engage with each other in a meaning-making process via discussion. It's important that they cultivate their you know, speaking and listening skills. And that's easier to do in a small group discussion because one, everybody has an opportunity to talk, and that is rarely the case in a whole group teacher-led discussion. And two, it's a lot less scary to chime in and share your ideas and your thinking and ask questions and admit confusion in a small group dynamic. So for me, the answer to those two questions is, could this agenda work as a station rotation is yes. Is it a better lesson as a station rotation Definitely, right? Because now I'm able to differentiate more effectively. I'm able to give students more control over the pace at which they navigate some of these tasks. And I'm allowing students the space to work together, to communicate, collaborate, think critically with other members of the class. So obviously this looks different in different subject areas. And I have a follow-up blog that folks might want to check out um, where I model how you can use AI to help kind of go horizontal with a traditional whole group teacher-led lesson. Um, and I actually use math as my example. So you can check that out on my website if you're curious about that. But if you're thinking, gosh, I'm, I would love to to get to work with small groups. I see the advantage of teacher time with small groups of learners. Then I would encourage you, if you haven't used station rotation or have struggled with this same challenge of every station building on the station before, I would go back to the linear agenda, write out the agenda for the day, um, really think about what are the specific learning objectives I want my students to work toward, what essential information do I need to cover for them to reach these outcomes, how can I actively engage students in this learning process, what activities would work best as individual versus collaborative, what supports and scaffolds might they need to navigate these learning activities successfully. And as you consider those questions and put together your agenda, 
then you're going to go horizontal. And if you find that as you're pulling apart the discrete learning activities, one or more actually requires something to be introduced first, then that's a signal that we can either introduce it the class before, build it into, if you do homework, build it into the homework assignment. Maybe they're watching a self-pacing through a video, or you could even have that station start with a short video that they watch, and then they move on to the activity that follows it. So again, this going horizontal for me was just a really nice way to kind of break free of that challenge of designing a station rotation where students could start at any station and be successful. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this mini episode. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. I'm on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Catlin underscore Tucker. You can also find me and send me messages on Instagram, at Catlin Tucker. And you can find me on my website, CatlinTucker.com, if you want to post a question or comment there. And just a reminder that my new book with Dr. Katie Novak, Shift Writing into the Classroom with UDL and Blended Learning, is available anywhere you buy your books.